When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Around the world, we consume social media every day. With giants like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, there are a lot of people investing their time in cyberspace. It is a fact that the things we consume become a part of us and can affect our behavior. Since many of us have been cooped up in our homes for the past year, it's easy to spend hours upon hours on social media and consuming the content and not really think anything of it while our relationships with our wives slowly fall apart. Let's take a look at the impacts of social media on our marriage today and find some objective ways to overcome the issues it presents in our marriage. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. Welcome back to the Husband Coach's Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at the impacts of social media on the contemporary marriage. Now, I'm not going to cover an exhaustive list, but I will leave an article that has a lot more information to say on the matter that I will be discussing. If you're struggling with this in your marriage, I recommend that you take a look at the article uh, linked in the show notes or the description box below, depending on which platform you're on. And if you find value in today's content, please interact with the content, however the platform you're listening or consuming this uh, podcast on allows for you to do. If that's a like, a subscribe, a follow, uh, it just helps this podcast grow and gets it into the hands and ears of individuals that may find this content even more valuable. Now, if you know a person who can truly benefit from the content, then share it directly with them. And I greatly appreciate it. And hopefully it'll resonate with them and they'll appreciate it as well. And if you would like to show your support for the show, you can also buy me a coffee, which is also listed in the show notes below. Lastly, don't forget to join the email list. Along with getting a link to the podcast episode every single week, you will also get a copy of the drill that is relevant to that week's episode. The best part is it's 100% free. So sign up today using the link in the show notes or the description box. Now, let's look at impacts of social media on our marriage. Ichikoma is no surprise that since the start of the pandemic, we as a world have consumed more social media and internet content than we would have ever thought we would. Now, I don't have any numbers to back this claim, but what I want you to do is an observation. Pay attention to your friends and maybe even yourself to see if you've been using social media or if your friends have just had an abnormally different presence on social media uh, in, in the past year or so. That's where I'm gaining a lot of this information. I've seen people on social media that I've never seen before to include myself because I don't really use social media, uh, but I have found that I have consumed way more YouTube 
than I probably would have thought I would consume. So that's that's where this is drawing from. And then I also have friends that are telling me that they're spending more time on social media than they even thought they would. So here's the deal. I'm not saying that social media is wrong or that you cannot spend time on it. What I am saying is social media should be used responsibly. It can help us connect with family, friends, and it can also teach us some really cool things. In my case, watching YouTube videos uh, and meet new people with similar interests and hobbies, be it a comment section, a group, a chat, whatever it may be. Uh, there are some good benefits from using social media. However, uh, if we leave this unchecked and we don't use it responsibly, it can be destructive to our ability to connect with people that live in our own homes. The person that I'm talking about the most is your wife. Now, before we go deeper into the content, I don't want you to think that I'm saying you need to delete your social media accounts to become a better husband, because that's not what I'm saying. But if you feel compelled to do so, then maybe that is something you should do. All right. I'm not going to tell you that you should. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't. All I'm saying is I want you to be aware of the impacts that you on social media has on your relationship with your wife and what it's going to do to your marriage long term. Uh, this is more of an awareness podcast. Think of it that way. All right. I would also suggest that if you take an extreme defense or uh, stance on keeping your social media, then you may have an addiction problem that requires a different set of actions. All right. That's going to usually involve a third party, someone who can uh, intercede for you. Now, Moral of the story and bottom line, we should be willing to remove anything, and I say anything, that is a distraction or hindrance to our relationship with our wife. All right. Social media should not come as a shock as I have to get rid of this and I got to choose between my wife and Facebook. Uh, if you are at a point in your marriage where Facebook seems to be more important than your wife, you probably have an addiction problem and you're going to need some intervention. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the first one. The first topic that I have here or impact is socialization. Now, the irony of social media and how it makes us less social um, <laughs> is, you know, the, the, the term socialization and Essentially, social media, it allows us access to a large group of people instantly, which is awesome because in many cases we don't have access to large groups of people uh, and we usually don't have access to large groups of people instantly. But we can become addicted to getting feedback from our friends, relatives and even complete strangers more than we get it from our own wife when we make a post. So in this circumstance, what we're doing is we're posting things to our Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, and we're literally waiting for other people to react to something that we just posted. And in, in some aspects, that's perfectly fine. Again, using social media responsibly, this is okay. However, if this is 
changing your behavior with your wife. And that's what I want you. I want everyone to pay attention. If social media is changing your behaviors with your wife, you're probably running into an issue and you need to take drastic action to take care of getting rid of the social media problem. These are large groups that can give a false impression of our true social life. This is another issue with socialization of social media. These large groups, they give this false impression, right? I have 100,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, and from what I understand, that could be a large account. That could be uh, not such a large account. I don't know. I'm not a social media guru. However, I know that a lot of people, they find their identity Married men find their identity in the amount of followers that they can acquire on these social platforms. And maybe their wife is one of them because maybe she's using social media and maybe she's not one of them. And that's just a hundred thousand other people that you're willing to invest your time and effort and energy into. And we'll get down into that a little bit deeper in one of the other uh, topics here. But Moral of the story, we're becoming less social with the woman that we cherish and we said I do to that we're going to spend the rest of our life with and we're investing it into these hundred thousand other strangers or whatnot. All right. It gives you a false impression of your true social life. You don't hang out with a hundred thousand people. But for some reason, we feel like we're doing that because we're sending these messages on social media and getting feedback from maybe 20,000 of them. I don't know. All right. Many husbands that struggle with social media, you guys are just blind to the fact that they are less social with their wives. All right. Uh, let me restate that. If you are struggling with this, you are likely blind to the fact that you are struggling socially with your wife. You may be able to identify that your wife isn't speaking to you, right? We can we can figure that out. Oh yeah, she's not talking to me. Now, if you can't even figure out if your wife is talking to you on a consistent basis or not, uh, then maybe you are really challenged in this area uh, because that should be pretty obvious if your wife is talking to you or not. But some of the other ways that our wives speak to us that you may not identify because you're not investing the time with her is physically and emotionally. Our wives are emotional in, in most cases, not every wife. I get it. But in most cases, our wives are emotional. And if they're not investing their emotions in us, you're probably starting to lose that interaction and that trust and confidence with them. Okay. And if you are invested more in your social media platform, you're not going to catch on to the fact that your wife is not investing in you. And that is a problem. So here's some ways that you can start to pick up on this. The first one is, do you start meaningful conversations with your wife or do you just ask how her day was hoping that she answers with fine? So you can go check the block of, yep, I spoke to my wife today. Now I'm off to my cyberspace. Now, if you can't hold a genuine conversation where you can hear what's actually on your wife's heart for the day, you're probably struggling with a socialization issue and you have this awkward 
conversation. One of the biggest issues in marriage is the lack of communication or miscommunication. All right. This happens textbook time after time where husbands have no idea how to talk to their wives or more importantly, with their wives. And if you're spending time on social media, talking to strangers and relatives and friends and so forth, because that's the way that you feel the most comfortable, you can see how this is probably a social issue that you're having with your wife. Now, the good news is if this is you, there is a way out of it and you can take massive action starting today. Uh, and instead of speaking with your wife, you will need to do an activity with your wife. All right. Don't talk to her. Do something with her that is engaging for both of you. The good thing about this is whatever you do with your wife and it's engaging, it will drive conversation naturally. All right. Uh, case in point, if you are into or if your wife is into gardening, go in the backyard and help her plant some stuff. It's springtime, uh, wherever she's planting stuff. If she's into gardening, uh, even if you are not into gardening, the activity of doing gardening, if either one of you aren't into gardening, the activity of, of gardening in itself is an engaging uh, action because it takes micro and macro capability uh, to do this. What's going to end up happening is while you're planting or digging a hole or moving some dirt, whatever it is that you're doing, you can ask your wife how this is, you know, what she feels about this or what she expects to see grow out of the garden, whatever it may be. So now it's not a question of how was your day and you're running off to it. You're, for lack of better words, a captive audience because you're doing something with her and you're talking about the thing that you're doing, but getting more of her expectations of what she uh, looks to gain from the garden. Okay. So find activities where you can both engage with doing something and then talk about the activity or the future uh, tense of whatever you expect to get out of that activity. The next topic is the individualistic lifestyle. Along the same lines of socialization, a far deeper rooted problem of individualism is potentially at play if you are heavily involved in social media. Social media has a way of making you the center of attention when that sinks into your subconscious mind, it affects your behaviors with others. Now, this should be almost a no brainer, like light bulb moment. If you are struggling with the fact that I can't leave my social media audience because they need me. And the truth is they don't. OK, the truth is they do not need you. Because if you were to delete your social media account, people would move on to another social media account. And the point is, you have made yourself the center of attention on the social platforms because you've drawn an audience and they essentially agree 
or maybe even they disagree if you're just looking to kick the uh, the hornet's nest in some cases. Uh, they agree or disagree with what you're saying and you drive from that uh, feedback. So moral of the story with this is if you find yourself being the center of attention, you're actually making yourself more of an individual. So just take that into consideration. Uh, you, you may even expect your wife or family to treat you the same way your followers or subscribers treat you. And the truth is we cannot expect our family or our wives to treat us the way that we're treated on social media by complete strangers who are really just there to get something out of it for them, right? Everyone goes to social media and search of the thing that they can get out of it. Maybe it's entertainment. Maybe it's information. Uh, maybe it's just drama, which is another form of entertainment in some people's eyes. Moral of the story. They're looking at what can I get out of it? All right. And the next thing, when it comes to this individual lifestyle and the impacts on marriage, if you have kids, understand that they observe everything that you do. And if you become more of an individual that is self-centered, that teaches them this behavior is good and they should act the same way as you. This is going to impact their ability to connect with and ultimately marry later on in life. We do not want our children to become self-centered individuals we want them to have an identity for themselves that's important. But what we don't want them to do is become dependent on other people's feedback in a cyberspace arena uh, that drives them to have a different form of behavior towards everyone else. All right. If this is something that you struggle with, again, good news. One. You can limit your social media consumption to one to two hours per day. And I know this may sound uh, old fashioned. That's probably the way to to uh, message that old fashioned. Right. The moral of the story is when you limit yourself to one to two hours and you can make it a little bit longer. Maybe it's four hours, but. We're typically awake for 18 hours out of the day, right? If you sleep for six uh, or maybe you sleep longer than six hours, I don't know. But let's just say 18 hours is the average day of individuals being awake. And again, it could be less. Don't get hung up on the numbers. Moral of the story, if I spend one to two hours on social media, that gives me 16 hours out of the day. If you work a nine to five, that's eight hours already gone. And I'm not even talking about commute time and prep time. So maybe that's an hour on the uh, uh, an additional hour. So now you go from 16, you take away nine more hours. Uh, that brings you down to seven hours, right? So now you have seven hours of time to invest in other things in your home. Now, if you don't go to sleep uh, or if you are 
one of the people who sleep longer than six hours, you have even less time to work with because we started at 18. Moral of the story, your life is quantified in the amount of time that we can spend. And every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. So when you say yes to your social media platform, you're saying no to your family, you're saying no to your wife, you're saying no to your personal time in the gym or, you know, personal self-development, whatever it may be. Anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. And sometimes saying no to everything else is okay. And other times it can be hard to uh, swallow and it can be in at a impact to your ability to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Now, the second thing here that you can do is curate your post to find ways to serve others during your social media interactions. I still recommend that doing this, you still limit yourself to one to two hours, uh, whatever your time frame is, but curate your posts and find ways to serve others during your social media interactions. So when you're submitting a post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, when you do it, see how you can serve the community that's following you. All right. It takes you out of being the center of attention and it becomes how can I be of service to the people that are also spending time in cyberspace uh, doing whatever it is that you guys do in cyberspace? And hopefully it's appropriate things. So take that for what it's worth. Serve others. And it takes the uh, it takes the edge of self-centeredness off of you and it puts it more into I'm contributing to a community and working with another group of people and you will see you will see and feel the difference when you do this. And then the third one is just stay consistent with these two things. Constantly posting about things that serve the community and then uh limiting your time that you're spending on social media. Because if you can invest more time into something that gives you a higher return on your investment, you're going to reap the benefits a lot faster um, or they're going to be far greater. The moral of the story is social media, unless it is your job, right? If you are a paid influencer and you have to spend time on social media to do your job and, and make your income then I understand. Uh, however, if it is not, and it's just an escape from the day, I recommend you limit this to one to two hours. All right. The next thing is spending less time together. Now, based on the last two that I just talked about, this should come as no shock either. The more time you spend on social media, the less time you spend investing in your marriage. This is not rocket science, right? I'm not a rocket scientist. I just want to give you the straight uh, facts as gentle and lovingly as I possibly can. But just being straightforward. Every time you say yes to social media, you say no to investing in your marriage. I want that to sink in. All right. Every time you say no Every time you say yes to social media, 
you are saying no to investing in your marriage. Now, if you are sending messages to your wife on social media, and that's just one of the ways that you communicate with your wife, this may be perfectly fine because your wife may uh, resonate with that. She may receive that very well. And if that's working, kudos to you. Keep it up. Communicate with your wife. You're finding a way to love her. You're getting the point. However, if this is not a way that your wife communicates, even sending messages to your wife on social media and she doesn't even use social media, you can see where that goes. It's a waste of time. It doesn't work. All right. So stop. Don't do it. And don't try to like rope her into, yeah, you should be on social media, too, if she doesn't even feel comfortable with being on social media. All right. You just have to accept that. Now, one way you can use social media to communicate with your wife while you are out of the house uh, is to send her a love note. If again, if this is something that your wife is doing, if she's on social media, then absolutely do it. All right. Now, the the real point that I want to make here is use social media to find ways to interact with your wife. But unless you are in a long distance relationship or you're out of town or whatever, social media probably is not the place where you're going to spend the most intimate time with your wife. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about learning who she is and getting deeper into the relationship and really spending time and building those memories with her. Spend more time with your wife. I talk about this constantly on the podcast here, and that's because it is just that important. The less time that we spend with our wives, the more likely we are to grow apart from them. That's just the way it is. All right. So maybe you got to get on Facebook Messenger and do the video chat uh, feature. I think that's what it is. Um Maybe that's how you have to communicate when you're out of town. But when you are in town, when you're at home, when you're in the same area, you should absolutely meet up and do something engaging or catch a bite to eat and catch up on, uh, you know, I've I got a whole episode talking about things that you can do with your wife. Um, Moral of the story, you want to be engaging with your wife. All right. Now, if you start to notice that your social media consumption is taking too much of your time and hindering your ability to spend time with your wife, the answer is obvious and simple. Say yes to your wife and no to social media. That's it. This is that limiting uh, down to one to two hours of using social media. This is not rocket science. It's going to be challenging for some of you, I know, because social media has just become a part of the way we do things in 2020 and 2021. But I promise you, if you say no to social media and you say yes to your wife, it's going to be challenging at first, but eventually you will learn that you can spend more time in a closed environment with your wife and not even think about social media. All right. And you can plug social, you can plug in any other addiction as well. Uh, social media is just the one that we're talking about right now. The next thing here on my list is lack of privacy. 
Now, this is a huge one, and this ties into the next topic, which is lack of trust and confidence. But I want to talk specifically about the privacy thing. All right. Many people have a problem with what to share and what not to share on social media. I will be the first to tell you that posting about your marital problems is one of the fastest ways to have your privacy violated. The information that should be discussed between you and your wife should stay exactly that way between you and your wife. When you share posts that are meant to be a private matter between you and your wife, you invite others to instigate and in some cases prolong resolve between you and your wife. Look, when you are impacting your marriage and violating the privacy, you are literally taking a sledgehammer, all right, or a wrecking ball to the walls of security and confidence that you are hopefully trying to build in your marriage. Like if your wife has no trust or confidence in you, your marriage is going to struggle as husbands, we have to be the security safe net. Uh, we have to be the person that's going to protect our wives from uh, outside harm. There's very few women who want a man who's like, yeah, go fight my battles for me. All right. I'm not saying there's none. I'm just saying there's very few. Most women want their men to provide a sense of security and uh, and, and protection and when you post stuff about your marriage out on social media for the entire world to see, even if you have your, your account locked down to like just friends or family or whatever, you're still broadcasting the information to people outside of the marriage, which can in turn turn those people against uh, your wife and make it harder for those individuals to accept her, especially if it's family members. All right. And the second point that I want to make on the lack of privacy, if this is something that is happening in your marriage, stop posting things that are private and show your wife the love she deserves. Don't broadcast the fact that you are not happy with your wife to the entire world because that shames her and affects her trust and confidence in you. I've been saying this all throughout this one. Look, you have to hold the privacy of your marriage between the two of you. And if it requires an outside accountability or a counselor, then go and see a coach, a counselor, someone who can speak into the marriage and help build it up. But do not, I repeat, do not post your problems on social media. That is the fastest way to destroy trust and confidence. Now, Let's talk about trust and confidence. These are things that I've talked about many times, uh, but here's essentially what happens when we get on social media. And there are a few subtopics to destroying trust and confidence uh, outside of privacy. I just wanted to touch on privacy as the first bullet point, so to speak, for trust and confidence. Okay. So again, outside of violating the privacy of your wife. Here's some additional behaviors that will destroy trust and confidence in your marriage that we don't even uh, pay attention to, but it could be something that you're doing. All right. And maybe 
maybe you are doing it intentionally. And if that's the case, you have to make a decision of what you expect out of your marriage. All right. So here's the deal. First one is lustful viewing. All right. This can be anything from watching women dance in a provocative way uh, with little to no clothing uh, or it could be as simple as looking at photos of your ex-girlfriend. All right. This is one of the most common things that husbands get caught doing because very simply, like we're not good at hiding what we do on Internet. So when our wives get our phone, they, they know how to check histories and, and, you know, open up social media platforms and find what we were looking at last. And most men that are, you know, there, there's probably some men listening right now and they're like, my wife doesn't need to pick up my phone. She, she should just trust me. And I agree with you. Your wife should trust you. However, you married her and you may have done something that has violated her trust and confidence in you. The other thing is Someone else could have done something to her in the past that has put her on the defensive. And now you have to mend the pieces. So the best way that I can help you get through this challenge in your marriage is don't do like this. The best piece of advice I can give you. Don't do something behind your wife's back that you wouldn't do in front of her. Let that sink in. Don't do something behind your wife's back that you would not do in front of her. It's that simple. All right. Again, this is not rocket science. And sometimes there are men who are just greedy. I want I want to I want to do this and do that. And no, if it's not something that you would do in front of your wife that honors her, don't do it behind her back. And that can go with literally everything I'm about to cover next. All right. The next one is inappropriate conversations. This is often with former classmates or childhood friends that pop back up for whatever reason that happens because, you know, now you're on the social platforms and you're connecting and all that. Uh, But this could also happen between coworkers and even strangers, depending on what type of groups you're in and how conversations go. Look, inappropriate conversations can mean a lot. And based off of your relationship with your wife, maybe even talking to another female could be an inappropriate conversation. All right. Uh, And again, that goes back to those deeply rooted trust concerns that your wife has uh, in your ability to perform as a husband If it's starting to hinder your marriage, I recommend you guys get some third party counseling where you can have a a mediator kind of hear what she's saying and what you're saying and uh, share that information uh, as evenly as they can. or, Or, you know, look, inappropriate conversations are typically going to be something that you can pick up on and you know if you're entering into an inappropriate conversation, right? If someone is asking me what it's like to be in bed with my wife, 
that's an inappropriate conversation. The only person that I need to talk about that with is with my wife. All right. Now, of course, if you're in counseling and they're just trying to uh, fill out what your your sex life is like, then maybe maybe that's something that you guys talk about. Uh, but you'll know when you're entering an inappropriate conversation. And sometimes I'm be real with you. All right. I, I, I had to get checked on this a few times by my wife complimenting another woman's cooking too much, right? There's a level of complimenting someone's cooking. And then there's the too much threshold. Now, where that threshold is, is going to be different for every woman. Uh, And maybe, uh, look, if your wife can't cook, and that is a known thing in your marriage, do not do not highly praise someone else's food because your wife is going to take offense to it, even if she's polite in the presence of the individual that you're saying thank you for the food for. And that's probably where I would leave it. I would say thank you for the food. It was really good. And if the word really triggers your wife, just say thank you for the food. Don't even compliment the fact that it was good because maybe that's going to set off something in your wife. And your goal is to find ways of loving your wife. Uh, So there, you know, I'll leave that for what it is. But I have overthanked someone for their food and and said, you know, man, that was really good. I really appreciate that. And I probably would have been fine if I left it there. But then I said, I need you to make that for me again. And that set off my wife. All right. Uh, Obviously not in the presence of our friends. And I wasn't trying to be inappropriate. Uh, and that wasn't really a conversation, but the comment that I made of, I need you to make that for me again, made my wife feel a certain way. And so she let me know how she felt later on that evening when we got, uh, back in the car, look, know your wife and do things that lift her up and honor her. The next one is cyber cheating. Look, You know, if you're in a relationship with another woman and I'm not going to read my notes on this, I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Look, if you are on social media and you are dating in a relationship that is intimate in some form or fashion where you're sharing emotions, you're sharing uh, behind the scenes secrets of things that your wife doesn't even know about you uh, and you're buying gifts, you're. Uh, getting on video chats and all these other things. And your intent is to go deeper in a relationship sexually. You are cheating. All right. And this is not because uh, I feel like you're cheating. This is because women invest emotionally. And when you invest emotionally into another woman, You are cheating on your wife. Not my definition. This is just how women react or respond to cheating. All right. If this is something that you're doing, you got to knock it off. All right. That this is not building your marriage in any way, shape or form. It is hurting your marriage. You are destroying the confidence that your wife has in you. Period. Now, here's some of the the things that I will read from my notes, because these are very straightforward bullet points. 
It causes your wife to question every time you pick up your phone. This may be the reason why inappropriate conversations, lustful viewing, all these other things that you're having issues with in your trust and confidence area of your marriage is probably because you're doing something like this. All right. And you got caught. And now when you go to pick up your phone, it's like, all right, who are you texting? You texting that girl again? And that is something you have to live with. And then that's going to frustrate you because you're going to be like, don't question me. I'm a grown man. Uh, And, you know, you go off on your wife and you feel like you're being violated, like she's being controlling uh, without you taking any responsibility for what you contributed to the situation. All right. Next one is it isolates you from being intimate with your wife because you're investing into another woman. Look. Investing into our wives should be the most draining, rewarding, honoring thing that we do. If you have more investments that you can make into other women, you're not committed to your wife enough. All right. That's the truth. If you are investing into other women, you are taking something that is rightfully owed to your wife and you're giving it to this other woman. Stop it. Give what your wife or give to your wife what is owed and deserved. Love her, honor her, cherish her, invest in her. All right. The next one is make your this makes your wife feel inadequate. Now, this is a really, really big problem because depending on the upbringing, the childhood, former relationships, whatever. When you marry your wife, you're saying yes to all of that, right? You're saying, yes, I I will accept all of that. Bring it with you and we'll work it out along the way. When you do something like this, like cyber cheating and your wife has had a past of being neglected Uh, maybe has some issues with her appearance where it makes her feel like she isn't as beautiful as the magazine images or Instagram models or whatever it may be, right? When you do this, it makes her feel inadequate. We never want to make our wives feel little. We never want to make our wives feel like they do not bring everything that we need to the marriage. Now, there are some there are going to be some times when you have to have conversations with your wife where it's like, hey, this is what's challenging me in our marriage. This is what's bothering me. But there's a way of delivering that message that doesn't make her feel inadequate. All right. Moral of the story, when you do this, it makes your wife feel like there's something wrong with her. And it really hurts her and it it impacts your marriage negatively 100 percent of the time. All right. So don't do it. The next point that I want to make is it gives you a false sense of love. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but moral of the story, it's along the same lines of the socialization problem where you start to get a false sense of where you really are. So. Because you're investing all your time, energy, effort, whatever, and whatever you're investing into this cyber relationship and taking away from your marriage, 
you get a false sense of what it feels to love your wife, which in turn, one that does not meet the end state of this podcast that's designed to teach you to love your wife every day. Uh, instead, it does the opposite. It teaches you to despise your wife and to take things away from her and withhold and withdraw all of the negative things that we do not want to talk about or or not talk about. I have no problem with talking about it. We don't want to do to our wives. All right. Gives you a false sense of love. You say, oh, yeah, I love you, honey. And then like behind her back, you're you're sitting here talking to this girl in, I don't know, uh, Guatemala, just random place. Right. Don't do it. And then the last note that I wanted to make in reference to lack of trust and confidence is causes unnecessary stress. Look, I don't know about you. I got enough stress in my life. All right. And my wife is not the cause of the stress that I go through because we have a relationship where we love one another genuinely. And there's an opportunity for me to talk to her and just let her know what's going on in my day. Uh, and I can just be open. She is really my sounding board for a lot of challenges that I run into. However, when you take away the trust and confidence in your relationship, it adds stress to your relationship. As I mentioned before, when there's no trust or confidence, your wife is going to press you. I think that's what all the hip people say. That's what I'm going to say today. She likes to press you. Uh, and for all of my people who may not understand the hip term, um, she likes to inquire and force herself upon you to figure out what is going on with her husband. This is not a comfortable place to be. I have personally been in this place and I'm thankful I do not have to go back there. All right. I don't want to go back there. And if you were there, I promise you, you can get out of it. But you are going to have to put in the work and the commitment to developing trust and confidence in your relationship. And let me be very, very clear with this. It does not happen overnight. It's not instantaneous. Just because you listen to this podcast, you're going to be able to go back and, and do all these things and then poof overnight. It just works. No, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. I wish it did, but it doesn't. You're going to have to put in years of dedicated commitment into building your relationship and showing your wife that you're committed to loving her each and every single day, just as I talk about here on this podcast. If you are not willing to do that, and you're in the circumstance where there's unnecessary stress and you're cyber cheating and all these other things. Look, I'm going to be real with you. You are not building a good path forward for a long lasting relationship with your wife. At some point. It will break. Now, what you choose to do at the breaking point and my prayer is that divorce is not the, the answer at the breaking point. Uh, that may be where some of you are right now and you're, you're at the breaking point and you're trying to find ways to mend it back together because you realize you don't want to uh, be divorced. You don't want to lose your, your best friend, your love of your life. And, and you're really trying to work on that. Some of you may be at the bending point 
right before it's about to break and you don't even realize it. But you're having fun with what you're doing. I'm going to tell you, you got to hold yourself accountable and you got to love your wife every single day. Now, I went through a lot and this was a longer episode than I intended for it to be, but I felt like it needed to be shared with everyone. So again, this is not an exhaustive list of impacts that social media has on our our marriage, right? Uh, but given the situation with so many people still at home for whatever reason, it is important to take an objective look at what we do with our time and how that impacts our marriage. Social media alone is not going to destroy your marriage. Let me repeat that. Social media alone is not going to destroy your marriage, but it can be one of the contributors, if left unchecked, that alters your behavior that will destroy your marriage. Okay? Social media is not the culprit. It is your behavior. And again, if you're using social media responsibly, you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Just find ways of loving your wife every single day. And, you know, as long as you're not doing destructive things, your behavior is in check, which means your relationship is going to continue to build. Now, I truly hope that you're not struggling with these issues of social media addiction, because from what I understand, after reading a few different articles, social media addiction right now is one of the hardest habits to kick uh, because it's so easy to consume. And there's so many people on it that you feel a part of something, especially if you never felt like you were a part of anything growing up. Uh, or if you feel like you're on the outskirts of whatever your community is, um, or if you're just looking for a place to belong because you enjoy being in a place to belong, uh, which, you know, maybe that's the reason why you're here on the podcast and you're like, you know what? I really enjoy hearing what Chris has to say about building marriages because it gives me a place to belong as a husband and I want you to have a place to belong here in this podcast, but I also want you to go back and invest in your marriage because that is the ultimate goal and that is the purpose for you belonging in this podcast, all right? I am trying to provide as much selfless content as I possibly can by sharing insights that I've gone through with a community of men who are looking to find ways of loving their wife. That's it. That is the mission of the Husband Coaches Corner. Uh, and that's all I seek to do. I really do appreciate and I respect all of the feedback that I get from the community uh, via email. I really do. Uh, but for those of you who have engaged with me, you know that I'm always pointing you back to loving your wife. And I've also been very selfless in my responses uh, with my common response being, I'm, I'm truly excited for you, one, and two, continue to be consistent showing up and, and showing your wife love every single day. Whatever that looks like in your marriage, do that. As long as your wife is resonating and she feels loved by it, 
continue to deliver and do that. Now, if giving up your social media account is too much for you and it's obviously affecting your behavior because it's too much to give up, maybe it's time for you to go see a counselor and take your wife with you because you may not even realize what you are doing to your wife because of your addiction to social media. All right. Now, again, I truly hope that this podcast helped at least one listener. If it did, that's awesome. I'm truly excited for you. And I hope that uh, this starts to build up your relationship in a positive light. And if you find, if you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. All right. Just say, hey, you know, I heard this guy. Here's a podcast episode I think that would be really relevant to what your challenge is with social media. Maybe this can help you out and ultimately help you show love to your wife every single day. Now, I don't think I'm going to have a drill for this particular episode. Instead, what I'm going to do for this episode is leave you with a few options and ways of dealing with each one of these. Uh, So that's going to be later on in the episode. If you're not interested in the drill, then thank you for listening. And I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every single day. Now, if you are into the drills and you want actionable steps, here's what I'll do. I'm going to go over some actionable steps for each one of these particular uh, topics that we talked about uh, and the lack of privacy and lack of confidence and and trust, I'm just going to combine. All right. So here is the drill for the week. Socialization. What I want you to do is I want you to list out a few ideas where you can engage with your wife and have meaningful conversation. This could be going for a a nice little walk around the park, right? And you can literally just look at it and say, hey, what do you think about this tree over here? Sounds random, sounds stupid. And your wife, I'm going to be honest with you, is going to have some barriers because it's awkward, right? Unless your wife is like really into trees uh, and she'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, look at that branch and it does this. And then you can have a conversation about that. You're being social with your wife and let the conversation go wherever it goes. All right. While you're going on this walk, you can also list out other things, uh, but you want it to be something where you're both engaged and it's something that both of you can do simultaneous. All right. It could be dancing, Uh, but stay away from things like watching movies Uh, even eating, uh, is something that I would stay away from, right? So find things that you both enjoy doing, uh, or something that you may enjoy doing and then go do that together. All right. Uh, but the goal there is to engage in conversation. You want to socialize with your wife in conversation. The next thing is individualistic lifestyle. Now, I've already went over ways of combating against this, but I'll just restate them. 
The first one is limit your social media consumption to one to two hours per day. One to two hours per day. Try it first before you knock it. Then I want you to curate your post and find ways to serve others during your social media interaction. Whatever that interaction looks like, find a way to serve the community that's receiving it as opposed to just saying, look at me, I just bought a new car. All right. Find a way to, you know, if if you're showing this to a car group, maybe you say, hey, has anyone ever uh, driven in one of these kind of cars? Here's what the experience was like. Uh, And if you're looking to get one, here's kind of the considerations you should probably take. Things like that, right? If your goal is to show off, then that may be one of the better ways of showing off. I'm not a big fan of showing off or showboating, but if that's you, maybe you offer it in a way where you're educating. All right. And then the last one is stay consistent. Be consistent in those two things. And I guarantee you, you are going to change the behavior of an individualistic lifestyle because you are starting to be more selfless in your approach to the things that you do. And you're also not being consumed by more than, uh, I don't know, two hours out of your day um, for, you know, one twenty fourth to one twelfth of your day, essentially. Uh, yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. The next one is spending less time together. Now, bottom line, if you start to notice the social media consumption is taking too much of your time and hindering your ability to spend time with your wife, all you have to do is say yes to your wife and no to social media. It's that simple. This one is a very simple step. It's not a it's not the easiest drill, because if you're addicted to social media, like I said, it's going to be a challenge. But moral of the story, if you are willing to just say, you know what, I'm not going to uh, get on social media today. Instead, I'm going to invest in my wife. See how that changes your behavior. Just pay attention to that. All right. Now, the last one, lack of trust and confidence. Now, I gave a lot of examples through the episode about how your trust and confidence gets destroyed. The best way that I can help you build your trust and confidence if you are struggling with it is first identify what areas your wife does not have trust in you in. Does she believe that you're cheating? Does she believe that you lie? Does she believe that you still? These are all areas that you may run into an issue where there's no trust or confidence built up. Whatever. Write those things down on a sheet of paper. And then take one of those things every single week and find a way to love your wife through them. If you're cheating on your wife, you got to knock that off and find ways of building the trust and confidence that your wife can Trust that if you say that you're working late, you're actually not out with, you know, a a girlfriend. Um, And if you say that you have to go somewhere that you're not going to see this person when you pick up your phone, you're not texting this person. That's going to look different in every single relationship. And if 
you need help with that, I recommend you get a counselor. Uh, if you are struggling with inappropriate conversations, then again, same lines, stop having the conversation. That's the very first thing. Stop having a conversation. The second thing that I would recommend that you do is find ways of communicating with your wife to prove to her that you're not having these communications. Uh, maybe that is to give your wife the uh, password to your phone. Turn off the password protection. I don't know. Again, this is something that you're going to have to work with internal to your marriage. You know what areas are being identified as a lack of trust and confidence. And that's where you have to go talk to your wife and say, okay, honey, here's the things that I'm going to do for us. So there is this week's drill and episode. Again, I hope that this resonates with someone out there. And until the next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day.